All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back. Episode 56, Wayne in with Travis Hartman. Thank you much for joining us. Uh, please subscribe below or follow our content if you aren't already. Give a little like to the video, too, when you get a second. Uh, weekend Trav over there, I am B-Money, the producer. Uh, today's show, we're going to be talking a little bit about a fight from this past weekend. Friends, uh, a friend of the show, Chris Billum-Smith, the gentleman, taking on Tommy McCarthy. We'll jump into a little bit of detail on the Jake Paul-Tyron Woodley fight coming up later this month, as well as the on-again, off-again relationship between Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant. Uh, Weekend Trav, always a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Is it? Yeah, kind of. Coming off the heels of, uh, I, I made a little controversial video, kind of. So we'll yep. talk about that at the very end, too. But yeah, it's been great, though. Boxing is good as well. We had a lot of good boxing matches this weekend, so I like to see that. Well, let's highlight one in particular. I mentioned it right at the onset of the show. We're going to talk about uh, the matchup between Chris Billum-Smith and Tommy McCarthy. That was a uh, part of the fight camp that was uh, on the zone, brought to you by Matchroom. Uh, Chris Billum-Smith, we met him back in Dallas in, in December slash January when we were there to watch his, uh, his countryman and friend. Uh, fight. Uh, Luke Campbell, who Luke just Campbell. announced his retirement That's as well. True. So happy retirement, happy brother. retirement. Congratulations on an awesome career, Luke. And phenomenal. Uh, these guys out there, class acts. They were they were just great all around. Good attitude, good people. So that's why we like talking about this. And Chris Billum Smith, for those in America, probably not a household name that everyone would under uh, that would recognize. Not yet. But him and Tommy McCarthy put on quite the match this past Saturday for us. So Weekend Trav, let's jump right into that. Let's talk about uh, that matchup with Billum Smith and McCarthy. Yeah, they stole the show. I mean, I think they were the co-main event, but they mm -hmm. stole the show. Their fight ended up being probably the most exciting fight of that night, hands down. And it's good because I think guys like Chris Billum and the McGuigans, that camp who trains him, Shane McGuigan trains him. It's the uh, Shane McGuigan is the son of Barry McGuigan, yep. former world champion, Hall of Famer. And they were all, all there. They were they all there. there. Yep. They were in the corners and all of that. Um, so it's awesome to see those guys do good because I love it when good guys get their just due. Mm -hmm. And this fight was awesome. So originally, I missed the boat because this fight was in England, so I didn't tune in until the fifth round. But I since went back and watched the whole thing. But when I tuned into the fifth round, it was like Chris Billum Smith was like dominating, in my opinion. Like the fifth, the sixth, at like that, those rounds, I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to win this fight. I think he's going to stop the guy. But then when I went back and watched it, he got rocked in the first round. Like, he yeah. almost went down. McCarthy landed a big shot and almost put him on his, on his butt, but he, he stayed up. Yeah, so I was following along via the socials during the fight uh, from, about, from about the midway point of the first round. So the, my first interaction of that fight was actually witnessing that, that moment. Uh, but off and on, I mean, they put on a show. Went the distance, went to a split decision, mm -hmm. and a friend of the show, Chris Billensmith, taking home now three belts. Uh, yep. the, the cruiserweight, obviously, uh, British Commonwealth title, the EBU European cruiser title, and the BBBC title. Yep. Uh, so, um, you know, congrats to you, my friend, uh, uh, Chris Billum Smith. What was your takeaway? Uh, I'll ask you a couple questions about him specifically, but what was your takeaway overall from the fight itself? So, from the fight itself, neither guy really stood out major to me in the in the cruiserweight division, like. I, I didn't see enough from either one of those guys to say they're going to make a splash on the world scene. However, what I did see is a fight for TV. That fight was meant for TV, meaning it was an exciting fight. It was great for the fans. There was blood. There was guts. There was almost a knockdown. There was almost a knockout. Um, both of these guys gutted it out, showed true grit. So 
that's good though, I think too, in, in a way for money wise for Chris Bill and Smith because people want to watch him fight. Mm-hmm. It was an exciting fight. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a boring fight. So I think a lot of people want to see that. So I think what that's going to do though is it's going to give him a chance over in the States or somewhere else on the bigger, bigger scene. This is a pretty big scene though. I mean, DAZN is by far one of the biggest networks out there right now. They right. really are. So he, he's on that scene, but now I think that he's going to get those big money fights because he was exciting for TV. Right. So I think a cruiserweight is going to want to definitely fight him because two reasons. One, the kid's talented, he is, but he's tougher than nails. He's not going to come and lay down, and the McGuigans will have him as ready as they possibly can. So, so that was going to be my kind of follow-up question to that when we now jump over the pond a bit. How does his style translate to what we would traditionally see on this side and the U.S., even Mexican fighters, that sort of thing? What, yeah. would, what would you see from there? I don't know how many Mexicans are that big. Yeah, not, not a lot. I see, yeah. I see he, he's there. I don't know if he wins yet. But I think, what is he, 13-1? and one? I mean, he's mm-hmm. actually still pretty, yeah, 13-1. and one. He's at 10, K, 10 KOs, one loss. He's still pretty green for the most part. Yep. So he might have a couple more fights before he kind of wants to jump over and do that. And I didn't agree totally with some of the broadcasters. Some of the broadcasters were saying that he doesn't need to go past this because he needs to rematch the guy because he's not there yet. I don't know if I agreed with that. I think right. he is over the hump a little bit. Because, uh, but, but winning those titles over there in, in Britain is it's pretty big deal. Big deal. So I think he's there, but I don't know if he beats them yet. But he's got to be careful because I don't think McCarthy is like a big, big puncher. And McCarthy caught him pretty flush in that first round, almost put him down. Mm-hmm. So what I would say about that is he's got to be careful because of another. Usually the cruiserweights on the big world scene are literally just stopping by in the cruiserweight division before they get to the heavyweight division. Sure. So most of the a lot of heavyweights did that. Evander Holyfield did that. Uh, a lot of like well-known heavyweights fought cruiserweight first and then moved up. So what I'm saying about that is if he lets a guy that's on his way from cruiserweight to heavyweight hit, hit, hit Chris Bill and Smith with one of those punches, it might be lights out. Yeah. But Chris is tough. Chris would get up, I think. Yeah. So he's got a lot of work to do in that regard. But I liked what I saw, except his jab was so good. His jab was really good. He was landing that jab so good even at the very end. But I didn't have that. He didn't have that pop on the right hand where I thought he should have stopped McCarthy late because I thought in the tenth round I for sure was like, okay, Bill and Smith's going to press the action. He's landing that jab really clean now. Yeah. Usually when you land that jab that clean, guess what's happened next? That big right yeah. hand comes next. But he didn't throw it. And see, that's something they'll work on though. So I mean, credit to McCarthy too. I mean, oh, hell of a chin. I mean, he was yeah. he was taking all that punishment. And from we what we saw from uh, from uh, Bill and Smith's prior fight. Definite improvement. So, so the, the McGuigans are doing the right stuff there, mm-hmm. shaping them a bit. They're gonna take. They're gonna look at all that tape. They're saying the same things you're saying. They're gonna be saying the same and more. Yeah. And they're gonna be working on that stuff in the gym. So, I'd imagine we're probably gonna. He's probably gonna see himself a couple more times over on that side, and yeah. hopefully, hopefully, start to hit that bigger, bigger stage. Which this is still a big stage here. The zone. It's during, co-main event on the zone. Exactly, and and for us in the states, you know, mid midway through a Saturday, you just kind of flip it on. It's, it's there. Four p.m. in the That's afternoon. Great. To watch boxing. That's great. You get a good uh, wide uh, audience exposure there. So, you know, Chris Billum Smith. I know we're going to try to get him here on the show. Chris, if you're watching, brother. You've committed to us. That's right. So we we'll to get you on the show. So we want to say once again, congratulations, the gentleman, Chris Billum Smith. Awesome dude, high character dude, uh, um, you know, married dude out there. And just, you know, we're, we're proud of you and congratulations on uh, holding those three belts out there. And we look forward to seeing big things from you and, and uh, reaching out to you this week as well. Uh, we can travel. Let's uh, shift gears a bit then. Let's, let's talk about some stuff coming up in the States potentially. Uh, one definitely, it seems like, August 29th, we have Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley. Uh, I know uh, we have a few weeks here, but we are in August. 
you know, because mm-hmm. so, we are filming. It's it's August Sunday 1st. the first, which reminds me that we are the number one beards right here, bourbon, boxing podcast, podcast. shot. In Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate Park, specifically within a boxing gym shot on a Sunday or Monday. Today is Sunday. Sunday. So today is Sunday the 1st. We've been pretty consistent. That's number one in that. that, Happy uh, August, guys. That demographic, we're number one. If you want to challenge us specifically in all those categories, go ahead. But we are definitely uh, take the the top seat there. Um, Bring it. A few weeks from now, we have Jake Paul, Tyrone Woodley from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I don't, I don't want to spend a too much time on that, but let's at least address it a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there's been a lot, of more act- a lot more activity and things taking headlines, so we haven't heard a ton from them for the past week or two. Yeah. Uh, but, but let me hear what you're, what you're seeing over there. I mean, it's, it's still the same. I mean, you have, they're, they're promoting this so well. I mean, Jake Paul promotes himself really well. I mean, that's, I've said it many times on the show. Mm-hmm. Everybody should take a page out of his book. He's promoting it really well. Uh, but I just, there's a lot of pride on the line here for Tyrone Woodley because he knows what he's stepping into. And these guys have been going back and forth pretty heated and pretty serious. I mean, there's some pretty big um, words thrown around at these two guys. Tyrone Woodley is taking this very serious. He's training his butt off. Uh, he enlisted, was in Mayweather into his, into his mm-hmm. corner now. Um, so I think the fight's going to be exciting. I do. Like, I, I know that this isn't like one of those. This isn't a Canelo fight. This isn't, you know, a Mayweather fight. This is, but this is going to be an exciting fight. I think it's crazy because fans are going to enjoy it, I think. And it's going to be a massive money fight. Now, this is this one, the first one through Showtime? uh, Yeah, this is his first as a partnership with Showtime, which I think they're doing like a Showtime behind the scenes right now. So if you uh, tune into Showtime, they're going to start releasing uh, slow episodes every week, like behind the scenes, 24-hour type of deal um, that Mayweather actually created. Make no mistake about it. We've been very clear about our opinion about uh, the the YouTubers, the Jake Pauls of the world. We even talked about that in a prior episode, many episodes actually, uh, but specifically recently. We we know that we know what we're getting there, right? Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. We're not we're not expecting that yeah. this guy is going to light the world on fire. We we understand what he is, who he is, and what he's about. And make no mistake. We know he's training significantly. Your friend BJ Flores is his head trainer. Yep. I mean, we know what's going on in that camp. Yep. So he's taking this extremely seriously, but you have to get through the, the layers of crud on personality yep. and things, but real, realize he's a showman. Yep. He's combined the showman with the boxing stuff, and who knows? As the boxing talent improves, you never know what could happen as the years progress here. But this is a big-time fight for Woodley, big yep. money fight yep. for him. This there's, is there's very, very important. And, and as the weeks progress, we will chat a little bit more specifically about that. Um, we can try any. I think that our job here, and this is why I like talking about it, even though it's August 29th, we're talking about it so early, but I think mm-hmm. our job as me, as a boxing purist, I just want to gauge people's expectations. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I want people to know what this is going to be. Is, is it going to be true, like I said, world championship, Floyd Mayweather, Canelo Alvarez, that type of boxing? No. But, guys, it's going to be an exciting fight, okay? You have to gauge your expectations, know what you're tuning in for. You're not going to see some high-class, you know, skill-level type of stuff. But you're also not going to see bottom-of-the-barrel stuff Well, I take that back because I think this card is going to be obviously much better than the priors we've seen. Yeah, because it's showtime. It's showtime. So so I can't remember who the user or follower was that that made comments to our prior video. We were talking about this, and, and they are absolutely correct. The other matches that are on this card, 100%, huge improvement from what we saw with Triller, mm. uh, Fight, whatever they're calling themselves now. Actually, you know what? I fight just, Club. I, I just saw that they're, they're trying to get back in the monthly game there. They have some fights coming up in New York. Triller uh, does. 
Lower level for sure. Yeah. Lower yeah, level it's gonna for be, sure. It's going to be worse. So you are right. On the, on the prior videos, you made comments, and you're 100% accurate. This card is going to be much more uh, boxer-friendly, and it's going to have better matchups. And so we're pretty excited of what this is going to turn into for him. Uh, see, I it's, see you nodding your head. Yeah, like, it's, it's looking like right now that I, I believe – I don't know if Jake Paul's even the main event. They have uh, Amanda Serrano. She's 40 and 1. Mm -hmm. She's fighting Yamilith Mercado, who's 18 and 2. And it's for a world title. So it's a female world title. Plus, you're also having a super welterweight attraction, Charles Cornwell, who's 15 and 0, fighting Mark DeLuca, who's 27 and 2. Then you have a couple others on there. So, yeah, you're going to get real boxing now, especially it's going to be on Showtime pay per view. Showtime puts on boxing matches. Because that brand is different, that's changing the game here. Uh-huh. So we're pretty, uh, you know what? You're not going to get the lowbrow stuff, no. commentators like you got yeah, on Triller. You're going to get some lowbrow stuff. Uh, not like Triller. But not like Triller. Not you're even not gonna close. You're not going to be smoking weed and drunk on not the Not even the close. It's not going to be. You're going to have a coked out De La Hoya It's not going to be De La Hoya, USSR, baby. You remember him? <laughs> Listen, oh, my goodness. That's your boy. Um, anyways, we have photos to prove it. So August 29th, that's coming up. That. As we get a little closer to August 29th, we're obviously going to spend a lot more time on this matchup because we're going to hear more about it. You're going to see more on the socials. You're going to see more on ESPN and everywhere else talking about this thing. So that will get pretty exciting towards August 29th. We can travel. Let's talk Canelo Alvarez for a minute. The on-again, off-again with Caleb Plant. That yep. came to a screeching halt this week. Yep. And uh, a, a lot of things seem to be clear on Caleb Plant's side, at least the accusations, I should uh-huh, say, uh-huh. of what he was willing to concede just to get this fight to, to actually come to fruition. This is a unification yep. for all those belts. Yep. Caleb Plant has one it's a of big them. fight. He's undefeated. Yeah. Caleb Plant's 21-0. Yeah, he only has the one, right? I can't, I can't recall. What, uh, He's but, got the IBF, yeah. Okay, so this is something that I would like to see happen as a sports fan yeah, because yeah. the boxing title thing has always been confusing to me. Uh, but it seems like this has come to a grinding halt. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about big, big fights, big fights are always tough to put together because you have two guys on both sides who Canelo is the A-side for sure. Mm-hmm. When Caleb Plant fights, he's the A-side. And it's hard when you get two A-sides trying to come together and make concessions. But I'll tell you this right now. Uh, Caleb Plant just passed up the biggest payday that he's ever had. I believe it was something like $10 million guaranteed, and that wasn't even counting the pay-per-view sales. That wasn't counting the back end. So from what I heard and what I read, the reason why this fell apart completely was I read somewhere where Caleb Plant was wanting 45% of the Mexican revenue mm-hmm. uh, from the Mexican fans and, and the pay-per-view over there. And let's be honest, guys. Is Caleb Plant crazy talented 21-0? 100%. Is he going to give Canelo a lot of issues? Probably. But you're stepping into the realm. Canelo's the face of boxing, period. He's the cash cow of boxing. He's the A-side. He brings the money. He brings all the eyeballs. He is 100% going to lead those negotiations. And if you don't like it, then you walk away. And, And Caleb Plant's walking away. So Caleb Plant's walking away from two big things. His biggest money fight is all time and a legacy fight. You got to fight the best. You're a world champion um, at super middleweight, but you've never faced Canelo Alvarez. So you can call yourself a world champion all you want. Everybody knows anything about boxing knows that that division is Canelo's division right now because he's the world champion. Even though you have a title, Canelo's the world champion. And it's the same thing that we talk about on and off again with a lot of these fights that fall apart. You don't know where the truth is. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure Caleb Plant had a higher asking price than probably what he would warrant. Right. 
uh, but he is the dancing partner. Mm -hmm. And then his response after it it broke out on on the news channels that it was off, Caleb Plant did respond. I was trying to find that, but he was pretty thorough with how he he responded. He He laid it out. He's like, we conceded on this. We conceded Uh on this. I conceded on this, blah, blah, blah. Who knows if that's all truth or not? I bet it is true because, one, you will concede to that stuff because you are fighting Canelo. We waited waited for Canelo to get married. We waited for the show. We waited for the golf tournament, all these things. He went specifically, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, they're, they're talking. They still want a, a matchup here. Canelo wants a matchup on September 18th still. The rumored dance partner now, Dimitri uh, Bivol. 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 I don't think we're necessarily done on the Caleb Plant front yet. Agree. I agree. I, I think that we, we, they had some very serious negotiations. I don't think they completely fell apart because Caleb Plant's people also know that his biggest payday is against Canelo. Mm-hmm. Okay? They know that. And a loss to Canelo doesn't really mean much because he's by far one of the greatest athletes right now in boxing, period. Yeah. So if you lose to him, it, it's a win-win for Caleb Plant, regardless. You fight him, get your biggest payday ever. Yep. You're a world champion. You're fighting the best. Nobody's going to knock you for that. If you lose, nobody's going to knock you for that because, one, show up, give your best effort. Even if you lose, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. going to judge you. You lost the best. So, But if you don't fight him... Who the heck in the world are you going to fight to even make a fraction of what you would make against Canelo? Nobody. Nobody. And he knows that. The super middleweight division, who's in there? That, that, that's a good dancing partner for Caleb Plant. Not very many, especially that kind of money. Yeah. Caleb Plant's making some decent money already. He is. But you want to make Canelo Alvarez money? You fight Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, yeah and exactly. You, and you give to all of their negotiations. If you want to fight him, you fight him. But it wasn't like, and let's be fair, though. I don't want to throw Canelo on the bus because it's not like they were trying to rip him off. They offered him $10 million guaranteed, I believe, which is by far his biggest payday ever. And that was before he gets pay-per-view sales as well. And mm-hmm. you know that Canelo Alvarez is going to sell pay-per-view. Right. And you're going to get a portion of that. Right. Okay? So you're looking at this guy probably pass up 10 to $20 million. Why? Because, because you waited for him to get married. You waited for him to do this. Who cares? Get in the ring with him. Figure it out and get in the ring with him. If you're asking for pay-per-view sales from Mexico and all that stuff, get out of here because you're not going to get it. Canelo is the Mexican draw, period. So we'll see what happens with that. We still have some time here. Uh, You know, both guys are training no matter what. So they know how it goes. They'll throw this is part of the negotiation process. You start hearing names like Dimitri Bivol coming out. That's part of the negotiation tactic as well in order to try to drive the Caleb Plant uh, camp back Uh onto the uh, negotiation uh, table. So we'll see. I mean, we still have, like I said, what? Five weeks, six weeks till that happens. August. Oh man, it's coming up. They actually weekend trap. It's August. Actually, there. The, There's a drop dead date. I know there is. I, they, so we'll know something by this week. I think. I guarantee you, what Canelo and that team is doing is they are they are actively searching out somebody else, a hundred percent, because they're smart. They're actively searching, and they're probably going to make a deal in place, and they're probably going to tell them, listen, this is the deal. However, if Caleb Plant comes back to to the to the the negotiating table, we, we're probably going to take him. He's our number one guy yeah we'll take you if it's a backup but plant better stop messing around because the canelo alvarez team is going to land somebody i bet they make an announcement by this weekend they're gonna have to to. yeah it's august 1st we're we're starting to run out of time you're talking about a canelo fight you don't you need like you need six to eight weeks to promote a canelo fight Mm, i don't even need that long not for canelo but most big fights you need a little bit of a tour you need a little bit of media you need all that stuff and they usually have a big little tour when they do that and it's usually about eight weeks so they better go 
All right. Well, we'll see, folks. Um, you know, so stay tuned to that. We'll be uh, on top of that as well, uh, giving you any details that we hear uh, on the show. Uh, you know, let's let's bridge into a different topic. Let's get away from boxing for a few moments. But the bridge we can travel. We're going to talk first about this Maker's oh. Mark 2021 limited release that we're having. Um, it's not your t- a traditional Maker's Mark like you would just go to the normal store and buy it. It does have the wax and all that stuff. But this thing. Pretty strong, pretty hot. 110.3 proof. Um, It's pretty solid to me. It's really hot. For those that are listening to the audio broadcast, uh, whether it's on uh, iTunes or whether it's on Spotify, whatever else, Weekend Tribe just took his little cup and spun that thing around. I don't know all the proper terms. I'm trying to be proper right now. We're... We're started out drinking the. I tried the it neat, dude. dude. I tried this neat. It was hot. Couldn't do it. It was it really was hot. hot. I had to put a couple of pieces of ice in there. Super hot. Yeah, and you know, call me what you will on that, but I needed that. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts here? We're going to give it a ranking, but what are your thoughts? Give me the ranking, zero to ten, boxing gloves as well. This Maker's Mark limited release. Um, I, I think it, it it still tastes very quality and it's very strong, but mm-hmm. it does have a. I don't know. It says it's got a fruit-forward expression with notes of tobacco and wood. I get that. I could get that after the I, ice melted into it. I'm going to go up a little bit on this. I'm going to go 7.1. Okay. I think that's one of my higher ones for sure. I think I'm going to go 7.1 because I feel like it's quality. It's a 2021 limited release. It feels it's, It tastes really quality to me. Yeah. It's strong, but I feel like a little – like. I think we had, um, what was the Conor McGregor crap that we oh, drank? Yeah. Proper 12. That's who was really strong and hot, but like it was really strong and hot and like just, I don't, cheap tasting different, almost. Diff- see, for me, it's hard to compare the two because they're two different things. You know, the, the Proper 12 is um, the Scotch whiskey. That's not the same as this. This is a yeah. bourbon. Um, ultimately, I do really like this. However, this isn't one of these ones you just guzzle, okay? We've had plenty of terrible things on the show. We've had very good things on the show, too. But I would say, in general, this is a nice sipping, enjoying uh, sort of bourbon that we're drinking. You gave it a 7.1. I'm going to give it a 7.3. I really like oh, it. Oh, he stepped really it up like a it. notch. Really like it. So that, on average, folks, is a 7.2 boxing gloves at a 10. It's pretty high. It's pretty high. I like it. It's pretty high. I like it, B-Money. So, uh, that's the bridge to the Olympics weekend, Trav. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. It's, it's still Ooh. Olympic season out there in Japan. I, I, Once again, as of last week, I mentioned, I haven't really watched a second of anything other than maybe something tied to a news article I'm reading. I, I've, I've, been in, oops, sorry, I've been in a happy hour or two over the past week, and there have been TVs, so I actually have caught some action. But on stuff that... That isn't your traditional, like, women's soccer, oh, yawn, <laughs> uh, uh, all the gymnastics drama, yawn uh-huh. to me. Um, but I, I've caught stuff like uh, the, the, the kayaking. Oh, wow, you got the exciting stuff. Uh, like crazy stuff, like stuff I didn't even know was a sport. The, uh, the, 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 the archery. Kind of cool, though. You know, if you're, if you're listening at it's home. It's really neat. If you're listening at home, I'm, I'm doing my best archery Im- Im- impersonation here. His shadow impersonations. So, anyways, uh, but we wanted to talk because we, uh, you, I should say, gave your take. Mm-hmm. A little quick, uh, a quick shot uh, with regard to the Simone Biles. We don't want to spend time yeah, on yeah. that. Yeah, so, I, th- I mean, our, our money shot, though, of the mm. week was, oh, and yeah. this is why we'll lead into it, is okay. because our money shot of the week... <laughs> Okay. Okay. Was um, Suni Lee, who won a gold medal in the individual all around, correct? Is that how it was said? That's correct. She won a gold medal in that. And the reason why I want to bring it up because this girl pulled through and literally 
the money shot of the week is her, and you'll see it yep, around we'll have here. The video here. We're going to have the video here as long as uh, NBC Universal doesn't take it down. Yeah, but, this is true. But her, to clarify, so she was not the replacement. When Simone Miles quit and backed out, sorry, backed out because of mental health reasons, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she wasn't the replacement. She was already in there, probably expected to be bronze at that point. I mean, she was one of the top yeah, candidates there. She was already there. expected to do in the individual, um, yeah. But ultimately just came through for America. She did. She brought a gold home. Fantastic. America. Love seeing so that. That's why I gave her the money shot of the week because she earned it and she deserved it. And I got a lot of slack because I'm watching the, her floor routine. I actually watched this. I watched Suni Lee's floor routine. And it came down to that. Like she had to post a really great score to take the lead. And she ended mm -hmm. up holding the lead through. And I, I, I picked her because sports, it's hard. Yeah. At the elite level, it's hard. hard. The fact that she needed such an amazing score going in, do you know how tough mentally she had to be to get through that? Mm -hmm. And she rose above it. So the reason why I picked her is because um, the mental toughness. Yeah. And I, I get it. We all have mental weaknesses, mental illnesses, all of that. If you have a mental illness, then you shouldn't be competing. And that's all there is to it. For a fact, you shouldn't be competing if you do have a mental problem. It's the stress, for of, sure. the stress of the moment. Now, I mean, obviously, listening to the to the video that we had posted and mm -hmm. watching it, I edited it, obviously, but it's up there. And, and for those that have followed along to that and have... No one's chimed in, which is interesting to me. We'll maybe get to that in a second. Um, but when it, with regard to Simone Biles backing down, I get it. Okay, mental health things, very serious deal, very real deal. Uh, but on that elite level, there's a certain point where, you know what? You just got to show up and do it. Yep. And then, yes, plenty of Olympic athletes have come to her defense yep. that even said they struggle with stuff. But you know what's missing from them and their stories? Them quitting mm -hmm. during events. Yep. That's health, what I, I take exception to that part, okay? And I get it. There, there could have been some, some issues if she was like mid-jump or doing whatever and spinning and she said she had the twisties and she couldn't. Mm -hmm. you know, there could be some, some potential risk there, yep. but that's your sport. You've done your whole life, yep. okay? There's a lot of pressure there. And Suni Lee, kudos to her, money shot of the week with this because she had pressure on her too. You know yep. how many American women have won that in a row? Mm -hmm. The all-around gold? There's a lot of pressure. Several. Yeah. I think we were four deep at that point. She, I think she was the fifth Olympics in a row yeah. that we've won women's all-around gold medal. Uh, Individual. Yep. Yeah. So, listen, if you want, if you want Weekend Trav's take, which my take isn't going to be very far off of that, check out the, the video content below. Um, Weighing in with Travis Hartman, YouTube. So that's our, that was the quick shot on that. But we don't. once again, we're falling into the trap, too. Yep. We're talking more about Simone Biles yep. than who actually should get all the glory here, and that's Suni Lee. Here's my, and you're right, and, and there are other players, too, because they, they end up getting a yeah. group effort. They got a silver, silver medal. Yep. My whole take is this. I've already said it. Simone Biles does not deserve to be bashed. She's a decorated athlete. I don't believe bashing her, and I haven't bashed her at Correct. all, and I believe we don't bash her. I Call it what it is. She quit mid-match. She did. But here's my thing. She's decorated. I don't know how. She like 20-something medals, I believe, in the Olympics overall. Like over all of her years. Well, she'll be, she'll crazy. be down as one of the best ever. Yes, course. and this is my thing. If you accept the accolades for doing all of that while under pressure, okay, all the other Olympics that she won, the previous Olympics four years ago, the 2016 Olympics, you don't think she was under pressure then too? She rose above it. And she did something exceptional that nobody else is doing, right? Mm. 
she she got the prize for that. Mm-hmm. She got accolades. She got put all over. She got endorsements because she rose above the mental yeah. anguish, the mental struggle that you have. She did. She rose above it. That's why she's decorated. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my point is, if we are going to give her accolades for that, then when the tables are turned, you got to be honest. She broke. Mm-hmm. She broke in a moment where the previous years she didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is she have mental? For sure. I, I believe her when she says that she, she didn't feel like she could compete anymore. But let's call it what it is. She quit mid-match. Yeah. Okay? She whatever, quit mid-match. Whatever the reason was. Exactly. That's what happened. And people keep telling me, they're like, oh, there was risk. She could. There's risk I no know. matter what. You could be 100 healthy and focused, and you twist a tad off. You could definitely die. We'll never know the reasons truly why she quit. Okay? Um, whether it was for all the proper things or whether it was through frust- because of frustration and blaming on, we will never know, yeah. okay? But let's call a spade a spade here, right? That's all I've been she saying quit. the whole time. Okay, she quit. That's it. But the problem has been, and you mentioned it in the video, was that all the media coverage, including now us, we're celebrating the wrong stuff. Was celebrating her saying, wow, she is so strong for quitting. Serious? I, Seriously. That's our society now. Yeah. That is our society. We celebrate that rather than those that still stick to it. You're telling me that the other women involved weren't strong to go through all the mental stuff and that the, the pressure was mounting on them too? Come Be on. Be money, you're echoing exactly what okay, I said so, in there. So once again, we're falling, so we're falling in that trap too. But money shot of the week, Suni Lee, all-around well gold, well-deserved. She broke through the pressure and, and all the expectations, and she brought home the gold medal to the U.S. Women's Congratulations, Suni Lee. Congratulations. So we can trap. We're going to yes, stick sir. with this Olympic theme for Beardsman of the Week. Yeah, there's a whole thing. Beardsman <laughs> of the Week. So we were looking, and just to try to stick with the Olympic theme, you know, we're searching, okay, who could be the best Olympic beard? And we actually had to dig into the annals a little bit. So it wasn't from... How do you spell that? An- well, it starts with an <laughs> A-N-A. There's an L in there. Anyways, the annals... And it wasn't from this Olympics, but from the 2016 Summer Games. Yep. Seth Wheel. Now, let me give you a little bit about Seth Wheel. Give it to us. Give it to us, B-Money. He's a U.S. rower. Okay. Yep. I think he's like 34 years old now. Okay. So I don't believe he's in this Olympics. At least we didn't see anything about it. But the dude, and you'll see him on the screen now. We're putting him on the screen. Dude has a fantastic or had a fantastic Olympic beard. Beardsman. He was part of the seventh place U.S. men's coxless four rowing team. Coxless? Coxless four. You said that is coxless. C-O- coxless? No, C-O-X-L-E-S-S. Coxless, coxless. four. Coxless so four. they were without cock? No, no, no. No, it's coxless. Cox, it's an X. Oh, that was well, still, it's without cox. I guess. That's what I'm coxless. Not a rower. I'm not a rower. The official grammar would be less and cox. You would yeah. say without cox. Okay, so... so for what it's worth. I used to be a journalist. He was major. a part of the 2016 Summer Games. I don't remember where they were. Was that Rio? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, US, was Rio. one of the U.S. rowers for the men's four boat, otherwise known as the Coxless Four. The Coxless Four, okay. Took home seventh, so that wasn't a medal, but you don't need a medal when you have a beard lumberjack like this. Lumberjack beard that is phenomenal. This Great. guy's beard is it's lumberjack. Got, it's That's got, a lumberjack beard. It's got depth. I'm looking at it. He's got more depth than we have, and depth. we're going to give it to him. We're the number one boxing beard and bourbon podcast 
in Orlando, Florida, yeah. specifically in Laureate yep. Park, specifically in a gym, sometimes yep. on a Sunday, Monday or Tuesday, but today it's a Sunday in the world. And that, and and that, his beard is and that we talk about Jake Paul every other week. Every other week. Jake Paul. Jake Paul. You, Jake Paul. YouTube algorithm. Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Logan Paul. Coxless. Michaela Mayer. So, China. In a way. I don't know. Exactly. Japan, in a way. Boxing. So, yes. Beardsman of the week is going to go to Seth Wheel, even though it wasn't of this week. It was of five years ago. He gets it, though. He deserves it. He gets it. He deserves it. We're a little bit late. We're late to the game. Late to the game. So what? Big deal. So what? Big deal. I'd rather be late to the party than early. Amen. God bless. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, Seth Wheel, I'm looking at you right now, bro. Nice beard, brother. I hope you still have that. I think we need to do an updated thing and look at him. I'm going to look. I'm going to do some research later and see what his beard looks like now. I have a feeling that good of a beard. He's not getting rid of it. But you know what? I like the fact that – He's not going to pull a weekend, Trav. I I like the fact that in a team sport referenced as the Coxless Four, we actually actually didn't do well. I would rather be known otherwise rather than part of the Coxless Four. But anyway, so not many people can say they're Olympian. I can't say that. I can't say that either. No, I you trained for I did. from boxing standpoint, but you know what? Just so we can go on a little bit of a rant, let's I'm do it. Go and do it a little bit, and this is a little bit in defense of my Simone Biles stance because people are actually. What's no, funny? We don't need any defense. I know you're exactly right because I've had a couple negative comments on my Facebook, but the YouTube I haven't. I've got more positive feedback privately in my Messenger. Thank you guys for that, but say it publicly. But what I want to say is. You were talking about an Olympians, right? I've never been an Olympian. For boxing, Olympics is amateur. So I fought in the 2004 Western Olympic Trials, Mm -hmm. February 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, I believe was the date. And guess what? My house burned down January 8th. Did you have any mental stress during that? I had a lot. Any anxiety? We were living in an apartment. Our house, we lost it all. It was a total loss. Did you have the twisties? I did not. But what I want to say is, I do get it. Gymnastics, I could not even do a fraction. I can't even do a somersault, Simone Biles. So I will openly admit my when weaknesses. I, when I, when I, I cannot. When I go to pick this fake money off the floor later, I may throw my back out. See, it's, so I know that I'm not a gymnast. Sure. I'm not. So I'm not saying that I have the exact same as her. I'm saying that elite-level athletes, we all go through mental struggles. Yep. We are paid and considered professional because – we go through those mental struggles and we decide to rise above it when the average person wouldn't. And that's just, that's how it is. That's why you're considered a professional or an elite level gymnast because that is pro for them because there's nothing enough after the Olympics. Well, let's, so let's continue the tangent a little bit on that topic specifically. Here's what, where I have a real problem with the way media is handling this and where people are getting bent out of shape. That's why I say don't, don't bash Simone. I say that. No, yeah, and I'm not bashing her. I don't want to say I'm bashing her, but I can say someone quit. Call that's what it is. Babe. That's not okay, bashing. big deal. So, I, 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 when you I, don't finish something, what is the definition? When I'm playing Monopoly against my family and they gang up on me and I say, forget it, I quit, I'm a quitter. Put the table up. That yeah, never yeah. happens because I actually school them in that. I know they're not watching, Financial so guy. whatever. I always school them You can talk all, all the smack. Yeah. So anyways, here's, I think, the problem right now, Weekend Travel, when it comes to this, is that I feel like people somehow, they want to figure out how to intertwine race and politics into it yeah. without doing it. Yeah. So, so, and hear me out here, because so, I'm not trying to do this with, with this in particular at all, but I have a feeling that some of the people that are getting bent out of shape may want to somehow make it more of a racial deal or a political deal when it's not. No. It's not at all. We're it's talking not. about 
someone that just flat out quit for whatever the reason was, whether it was truly what was stated, uh, which even that was kind of a moving target, or if it was just, ugh, I didn't perform well on that event, and man, yeah. forget it, I'm out. Yeah. But this is the biggest stage, folks, the biggest stage in the world for these athletes that have been waiting for a year to be on display. Remember, this More is than a be, year because it's supposed to be 2020. It's supposed to be 2020. They've technically been waiting four or five years because the last Olympics was 2016. And she knows that she has certain media sponsors to uh, appease, yep. and they've all clamored to her, foot, to her feet and said, oh, yes, Simone, we hear you. We understand. It's such a big deal and blah, 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 blah. But I have a feeling. I just get the feeling when I enter the room of this conversation that people want to make it about race and politics and that's not what we're coming across as, and that's not what it should be no. at all. I've this is where I think that I do really well at my boxing predictions because I take out, I take emotion out of my predictions, yeah. and I do it. I look at it for what it is, right? All my predictions that I always make. That's why I think I'm really good at making predictions for big fights. This is what I'm doing with Simone. Listen, here's the thing. I'm a sports guy. I used to be a sports journalist. Here's what we do. We have a podcast now about sports. Yeah. Okay. We judge those sports based on our opinions. The sports. Yeah. That's it, right? You want to judge the sport, she quit. Okay? Do you want to celebrate her later in a, in a separate entity saying she could be an advocate for mental health later? Go for it Fine. because Tyson Fury did it. Tyson Fury had a mental breakdown after his, his, his win against Klitschko. Huge mental breakdown. Two, three years, the guy was out of business. Went on cocaine tangents. Everything. Guy lost so his mind. Me, you're telling me round 10, he didn't just stop? If he would have stopped, we wouldn't be talking about him right now because <laughs> yeah. he would have lost exactly. that fight and faded exactly. off. So, yes, my biggest thing is I am looking at what she did. Okay, mm -hmm. We're looking at the event. She was halfway through the event or whatever, three-quarters away, whatever it was. She quit mid-event. She bowed out. Okay, yeah. My example on, on my uh, YouTube video on the weighing in with Travis Hartman was if Tom Brady did that in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl because the Olympics is like the Super Bowl for mm -hmm. football. Okay, so football is a big deal. Super Bowl is a big deal. Tom Brady quits when things get tough. What are we going to say? We say he quit, or, or we use the word choke. LeBron so, James, not because he's black, because no. he's an athlete. If he falters down the stretch, we say he choked. Correct. I hate the word, but all sports analysts say Correct. that. Why is Simone Biles getting, getting the pass? I think I said it, and I agree with it. She quit because of mental whatever you're allowed to do whatever you want nobody can force you to compete i agree with that but when you make a decision like that you have to live with the repercussions of what everybody's going to say you the, do the point the point that we're both trying to make is we're not going to give her a pass for one reason or another she quit mid match she's quit okay doesn't doesn't mean we're bashing it doesn't mean like oh shame on you you should have done no shame on you you shouldn't have done it no not i'm actually not saying that okay my point is, I'm just she calling it what it. it is. She did it. A spade's a spade. Bingo. That's Bingo. It. So, if you, so, so someone come to me and argue that uh, she didn't quit. Because frankly, by Webster's dictionary definition, that's what happened. Okay? It's exactly what happened. Gosh. If you don't finish something, what is it considered? Hey, what happens if I go, if I, you know, tomorrow when I'm in my office... And I'm in the middle of, you know, taking care of a financial plan for somebody or I'm trying to, you know, rework a portfolio. And I said, ah, you know what? This is just too much for me. I'm out. You're probably going to get fired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're probably going to get fired. I mean, that's the same thing, right? It's similar. Why are we not talking about that? That's like actually 100% true. You're on the job. You're doing a job. Well, I got a good example. 
a perfect example because people keep throwing to me life and death with Simone Biles and all of her tricks that she does in the air. She could definitely kill herself. She could. Athletes have been hurt for sure. Multiple times in gymnasts. They've been hurt seriously. They have. I don't wish that upon anybody. No. But what I want the example I want to give is, yes, yeah, she could have got hurt if she wasn't all the way there, but how about that pilot that is flying you cross-country and all of a sudden – He's halfway through the trip, and he's like, oh, my, my wife's about to divorce me. I'm about to do I'm just going to quit and walk off. And when I quit and st- get out of the, the cockpit and walk off because I need a mental break, the plane crashes and everybody dies. That's an exaggerated effect. But what's the difference? He's on the job. He's doing a job, one, being a pilot. It, it's not easy. It can't be yeah. easy. I've never done that. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't. I know I couldn't. Yeah. But what's the difference if he quits mid-job? He's not only getting fired. He's firing everybody on the yeah. plane, too, because they're going to die. So listen, if you don't like what we're saying about this, if you don't like it, tell us. Tell us in the comments below because you know what? We like to have that interaction and maybe we're wrong. But I can tell you this, you'd have to really convince me that I'm wrong on my thoughts here because I don't think I am. Again, I've said this multiple times too. This is my professional opinion based on all of my experiences in my entire life. I've been an athlete since I was six years old. Mm-hmm. I'm 38 years old now. Just turned 38 in July. So what I tell everybody is this is my opinion. My opinion's not wrong. It's my opinion. Everybody can have them. Your yes. opinion is not wrong either. Yes. You can hey. say and think what you want, but that's my professional wake, opinion. Wake up, everybody. You can have a different opinion than we do about all sorts of stuff. We're allowed to do that. There's not one opinion on every topic across the globe, whether it's the gymnast, whether it's the Olympic sports, whether it's bourbon, whether it's COVID or politics, there's not one opinion that is the end-all right opinion. We can all have different opinions about stuff. I don't agree with him on everything. I, I don't like that shirt. I don't like the Packers. He doesn't, but we're back, baby, and this is our year because everyone's back and we're, <laughs> we're going all in. So episode 56, we're wrapping this thing up. You know, We chatted a little bit about Canelo's fight coming up here on the 18th against who knows? We'll find out on September 18th. And then Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Paul Brothers. Jake Paul. Jake Paul. YouTubers, boxing. Logan. Logan Paul. Paul. Mayweather. Jake, Jake Paul. Paul taking on Tyrone Woodley here at the end of the month. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the weeks ahead. And then obviously our friend Chris Billum Smith taking down Tommy McCarthy. Split decision victory there. Now holding three of those British belts out there. Congratulations to our friend out there. And of course, Luke Campbell retiring. Kudos to awesome. Yep phenomenal career stay tuned for that interview in in this corner yep on our youtube channel it's coming stay looking for it's that. coming folks so we can travel let me give you the final thoughts and then we'll wrap this thing up listen i believe and this is what i teach all of my athletes there's never shame in losing but never quit i've tell i tell them all the time we're doing even even my average client that i'm just training i tell them listen if you get tired mid-workout I'm okay with you stopping and taking a break for a second, but guess what? I always, and you can, I live this stuff. I don't just speak it. I live this stuff. And I tell them, I go, listen, you can always stop and take a break, but you're not going to quit, period. If we're going to do 25 push-ups and you're tired after 15, stop, take a break. But guess what? We're not leaving until you finish yeah. because that's, that's what I was taught. You start something, you finish it, okay? Yeah. Unless, obviously, you break a leg or, or whatever, and you physically can't. And I get also, somebody's going to ch- chime in here. I know they are. Mental health is like a, a physical injury. It's a, it's a physical injury to your brain. I get it. I do. I do. More than you know, I've been through more than they know that I'm not openly ready to talk about either. But I've been through that more than people know. Mm-hmm. More than you know. I'm, that's why I tell everybody I'm speaking on this from experience, okay, with a woman and within myself. I'm speaking on this from experience about mental health and mental toughness. So 
what I tell everybody is, listen, there's no shame in losing. There's, there is shame in quitting. Never quit, period. To sum it up, the street sum up, it's no shame in your game. <laughs> that there is Weekend Trav. That there is B-Money, a.k.a. the producer, a.k.a. Green Bay Packers suck. Jake Paul. Yeah, Jake. <laughs> Jake Paul. God bless. God bless Jake Paul. <laughs> Jake Paul. <laughs>